And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, February the 2nd, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you from a very snowy Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we just got dumped on like 16 inches of snow yesterday. Um, and my hot take this week is less of a hot take and more kind of as a shout out because we have so much to talk about this week. We can't dedicate an entire block to this. But Red Sox second baseman uh, Dustin Pedroia announced officially that he will be retiring um, <clears throat> Uh, and not coming back to the game of baseball, which uh, he had one more year left on his contract, um, and he decided to hang up his spikes, so to speak. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a sad thing. Uh, his career was kind of, like, derailed by a knee injury that was given to him by Manny Machado. Um, and, you know, I think that probably... Um, he wouldn't have made it into the Hall of Fame, but he might have made it into the Hall of Fame if he had played a few more seasons. Uh, and he's not, you know, he's my age, so 37. Yeah. Um, almost to the day. I think I'm two years, two days older than him. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> wow, look at you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think that uh, with a couple more years... He could have potentially, he had a lot of, he was a rookie of the year, MVP, three-time World Series champion, um, like five-time, six-time gold glove winner. Um, yeah. So I don't think that he had kind of the stats necessarily to make it into the Hall of Fame, but he would have been on the fringe, I think. Um but I think he still might be on the fringe. I'm looking at his stats right now. First of all, he's got all the goddamn awards. Rookie of the Year, MVP, Silver Slugger, three World Series championships, four gold gloves, and AL Defensive Player of the Year 2013. Career average 299. He didn't get 2,000 hits. 1,800 hits. Right, but he would have gotten 2,000 hits. Yeah. Uh, He's right now 20th second baseman all time. Yeah, so so probably not. Probably not. But, you know, with a couple more years, he goes higher up on that list. And the way I think about it is they always kind of stacked him up against Robinson Cano... Uh, as the kind of two best second basemen of their era with uh, Jose uh, Trash Can Bang and Altuve coming in a little bit later. Uh, But it was always really funny to kind of put them up next to each other because they played the position very differently. Uh, Robinson Cano obviously being so, so smooth uh, with everything that he does. And Dustin Pedroia was like three and a half feet tall, super angry, 
probably drunk most of the time and just like covered by the end of the first half of the first inning, he would be completely covered head to toe, to toe in dirt. Um, and, you know, everything that he did as opposed to smooth was like very violent and aggressive, you know? Right. Yeah, I, that's what I like about Pedroia. I'm not a Boston Red Sox fan like you are, but I always liked Justin Pedroia for being pretty short for a baseball player and <laughs> unusually angry, which yeah. I also definitely connected with. Yeah, he also, his nickname was The Laser Show, which is a really good nickname. I'm looking him up right now. He uh, He's from Sacramento, California. He went to junior college at Shasta College in Redding, California. I'm ashamed to say that I've spent more than my fair share of time in Redding, California. Why? Because uh, it's in Northern California, and I grew up in Oregon, and we had all of our family living either in Southern California or the Bay Area, so Redding is on that drive. It's in the middle of, you know, North Interior, California. Uh, but I went to, he went to Shasta High School, which is the Knights. But I feel like they're lacking, like, you should be the Bigfoots, right? Or the Sasquatches, if you're either Shasta College or Shasta High School. Okay, because that's where they live? That's where they live, yeah. Mount Shasta, that's where Bigfoot lives. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons, they're in Shasta. Yeah. Anyway, Classic. shout out to Redding, California, home of Dustin Pedroia's junior college. So what do you think? I mean, I feel like he might still be a borderline Hall of Famer, although I see what you were saying. What do you think is next for Dustin Pedroia? I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm sure that he'll be offered some sort of job in the Red Sox organization. Red Sox do a pretty good job of keeping their kind of icons around. And he was a real, I mean, still is a huge icon in Boston. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's always uh, super competitive. So he may go into coaching, you know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure he'll be involved in baseball in some, some way or another. <clears throat> and, you know, he'll always have a home in Boston. Yeah. Um, what I was reading is that he's 20th on the list of second basemen. And the guy who um, <clears throat> is 21st on the list just uh, Jeff Kent. He got thirty-two point four percent of the vote in yeah. this in twenty twenty. So, oh, but he's still on the ballot, so he hasn't gotten kicked off the ballot. He's not off the ballot yet. No. Okay. So we shall see. But now you know, he's... I think I I think that you know if he finishes his career, if he doesn't get derailed by this injury, he gets into the Hall of Fame in like year eight or nine yeah and that's why you and eli still hate manny machado well among other reasons right mm -hmm. so here's the real question are you now older than every currently active mlb player i can't be no there's got to be some pitcher some some relief pitcher who's 42 yeah of course 
<laughs> Getting there, though. That's going to be a scary day. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Joel. Also, I'm not that much older than you, Joel. Like, you just I know. you threw exactly. that out there like, oh, are you now older than, like, if I'm older than everybody, you probably are too, okay? <laughs> There's almost 12 months between us, Sam. <laughs> I've got I've got a solid ten months where you will be older and I will not be older. <laughs> Albert Pujols is forty. There you go, and he's still going to play for a while because he's got to break some home run. Well, he's got six hundred home runs now, but uh, yeah, okay. Uh, sorry, you're going to get me off track about talking about Albert Pujols' career. Talking about careers derailed, let's talk about Albert Pujols. Pro tip, boys and girls, never sign a free agent deal with the Anaheim Angels. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. My name is Joel. Usually Thomas is with us. He might actually show up in the middle of this episode. I don't know. He's helping a friend of his move right now. So, uh, Thomas, if you're listening, shout out. Hopefully you will join us later. Um, My hot take, uh, Jeff Bezos is retiring as CEO of Amazon, currently the richest man in the world, valued at over $180 $180 billion. And some folks on the internet got uh, the Twitter hashtag Bezos by the White Sox trending. I'm here to say, you fucking idiots, that's the worst idea you've ever had. And you've had a lot of bad ideas. Right. Baseball Twitter is not known for their good ideas. Why on earth would you want Jeff Bezos to own your baseball team? He grew up in Albuquerque. He doesn't know anything about baseball. He's only interested in playing baseball if we're playing it on the moon. Right. right? So if he's going to buy the White Sox, he's going he's gonna to trade them to, to Mars, and we're going to be the Mars White Sox. Okay, check this out, though. Yeah. Counterpoint. Okay. Using space satellites to steal signs. Because <laughs> you know that guy owns satellites. He's a, he owns satellites. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You would need to have some kind of neural chip implanted in your hitter. Yeah. Well, to be able to transmit the message quickly enough to tell him. To hit or to take. Once they all the MLB players get vaccinated, they'll have that chip in them anyway. So true. I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow. Nice. So I'll let you know. Well, it was nice knowing you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Dump on the Up will be replaced by Do What the Chinese Government Tells You to Do. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> all hail the Jewish space laser. Yeah, this is Dump on the Up, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. We are the Borg. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, Uh, God, there's somebody listening to this right now, and they're like, oh, these guys get it. (laughs) Uh, You join a baseball fantasy league, but it's all QAnon people. (laughs) 
they really hate Christian Yelich for some reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's because he's Jewish. That, I'm gonna I'm gonna that, dispel that, this yep. mystery right now. It's because he's Jewish. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was a joke. It's damn. Was it a bad joke? No, no, it was Sorry. good. I just was wanted okay. to be clear. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, but here's what we need to do, White Sox Twitter fans, and we'll talk about this later on one of our headlines. We got to fucking pool all of our money together and buy the Chicago White Sox, make it a collective, seize the means of production, and then we can go, like, sign Yasiel Puig. Right. They know. And start cutting your fucking pizza in triangles. <laughs> right. Like normal human beings. Uh, Shout out to everyone who has been listening to this silly podcast. We really appreciate it. Remember, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Follow us on Twitter at Jump on the Ump. I get into fights with anybody who wants to. Lately, I've just been listing cities in the state of New York. Follow us on Instagram at Jump on the Ump. It's more aesthetically pleasing. Sam posts delicious food. And I post pictures of my cat. And also so delicious me. food. And also delicious food. That's true. Uh, we do the top of the clock last week. Talked about the history of ketchup. Check it out. We also had a baseball podcast. Thanks for everybody listening. Seattle, Washington, Willowbrook, where they cut their pizza into squares. Willowbrook, Illinois. San Jose, California. Hammond, Indiana. They're probably one of the square pizza towns, too. Barcelona, Spain. Lansdowne, Pennsylvania, Chicago. Verwood, England. Trumansburg. Omaha, Nebraska. Bend, Oregon. Akron, Ohio. What's up, LeBron James? Fan, fan of the show. Golden Eagle, Illinois. <laughs> I don't know where that is, but that's a cool name for a town. <clears throat> right. It's like um, settled by Nazi sympathizers, probably. Oh, damn it. You're probably right. <laughs> it's like, we renamed our town in 1942 yeah. to Golden <laughs> City, Golden Eagle, Illinois. <laughs> Illinois Nazis. Damn it. You're totally right. And they've got like a big like swastika when you come into town. <laughs> Not anymore. But Not anymore. When they, rena- when they renamed down. the city in the 40s, that was the yeah, deal. They took down the swastika way back in 1989. <laughs> no, no, we're cool now. Right. <laughs> um, I want to give a special shout out to the High End Inside Baseball Podcast. Uh, they gave us a shout out on their show last week, so thanks, guys. Uh, right back at you, the uh, Atlanta Braves fans. Huh. On that podcast. Cool. So, um, you know, don't listen to their podcast because our podcast is better. Right. But um, Like, don't listen they, to their podcast until you're done listening to our podcast. Exactly. Uh, baseball history, Atlanta Braves. So thanks, guys, at the High and Inside Baseball Podcast. It's a good uh, name. It is a good name, right? Yeah. High and Inside? Yeah. Oh, Chin Music. Damn it. Huh. 
That should be the name of our podcast. Chin That's the name of our fantasy baseball league. That's the name of our fantasy baseball league, yeah. Next that, time. If we should start a podcast that just like trolls the high and inside podcast and call it Chin Music. Okay. Or That's it's like a high and inside podcast cover podcast where we just repeat their podcast and we call it Chin Music. Well, one thing I found out uh, listening to their podcast is that Braves fans uh, don't like Kansas City Chiefs fans because the Kansas City Chiefs stole the chop uh, chant from the Atlanta Braves. Well, and I'm just like, on. how do you think like Seminole Nation feels about Right, that? yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like... <laughs> right. when, how do you think Cherokee uh, Nation feels when you guys do it? Because I don't think that that that's, comes not from the Braves, right? The Braves... Got the chop. The Braves actually got it from Florida from State. From Florida State. Yeah. Because Deion Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't own the chop, Atlanta Braves fans. And no. also, you should just stop doing that shit. You should stop doing the chop. Please right? stop doing the chop. Don't take pride in the chop. Don't do the chop. Right. Yeah. Uh, but shout out to Hyde Inside. Also, shout out to... Uh, Eugene Friedman. Okay, he's on Twitter. Cool. And he's a label lawyer. Cool. So we're going to talk about, you know, this is a, a kind of a, a Leninist uh, episode. Right. And he uh, was throwing some goddamn Molotov cocktails on Twitter last week. Fun. At the owners. At the owners. We talked a little bit about this. Um, trying to renegotiate with the union over shortening uh, the 2021 MLB season. So uh, I don't think we should go into it now because we are dumb. But right. if you want to follow someone who's not dumb and actually understands the labor law really well and is a baseball fan, uh, I go follow Eugene Friedman on Twitter. Cool, yeah. He knows more than we do. He knows more. than It's his job. But- <laughs> Somebody pays him for it, though, so it doesn't. So it doesn't make. It doesn't mean that we're stupid. Yeah, it doesn't not mean that we're stupid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It probably means we're super smart, actually. Well, we have the best ideas, like satellites in space to steal signs from the other team. All right, well, we really got to move on because we have so much to talk about today, and <laughs> so like I'm we're already twenty minutes into this podcast, which means yep. that we we already don't have enough time. Um, okay, moving on. Moving on. Let's so we are going to talk some baseball real quick, and then we're going to talk some high finance. Um, yeah. But first, baseball. <clears throat> uh, Arenado to the Cardinals. This is an exciting one. In one of the most outrageous baseball trades in recent memories, the Colorado Rockies traded five-time All-Star third baseman Nolan Arenado and $51 million to the St. Louis Cardinals in exchange for five prospects, led by right-handed pitcher Austin Gomber. That's right. The Rockies are actually paying the Cardinals to take Arenado Arenado off their hands. The move has the sports media world on fire, with CBSSports.com saying that the Cardinals quote-unquote fleeced the Rockies. 
<clears throat> the ringer.com calling the trade shameful and friend of the show Woody Page calling for new ownership of the Rockies. Question. What are the Rockies front office smoking? You know, honestly, it might not be smoking because they're in Denver, which I think is legalized psilocybin, so they might actually be tripping. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. They, like, went into the mountains and, like, ate a bunch of mushrooms and were like, whoa, you know what would be so smart? That's such a good idea. We'll send our best player to the Cardinals. Best player to the Cardinals. And we will pay them to take him off right. our hands. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. It, you would think that you'd be able to find a team that would take all of Arenado's, which is already a team-friendly contract. Right. right, which was signed two years ago. Right. They just re-signed him two years ago. Right, with like the intention of building a team around him. Like this is a franchise guy, no doubt. Yeah, you know well, we're big fans of Arenado. I, I think this is right. You know, fact check me on this. I, uh, since twenty seventeen, he leads all of Major League Baseball in hits, extra base hits, and and total bases, and maybe RBIs. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm but not going to fact check you on that. Um, here's my question for you, Sam. I go back and forth on this. Is it because the Dodgers and the Padres are in this kind of arms war in the NL West that the Rockies are just like, screw it, we give up? Is that what's happening? Maybe. Maybe they're like triggering a rebuild because... They're, <clears throat> at best, the third best team in the division. That's, that's my best guess. Um, when did LeMahieu leave for the Yankees? How long ago was that? He's been with the Yankees two years at least. Yeah. That so two and a half year. years, right? Because he was a mid-season trade. Yeah. That, that's my best guess. But... but you know, we complain about this all the time, and other folks in sports media complain about this all the time, where there's no financial incentive right now for the Rockies to fucking try. If they don't think they can compete with the Dodgers slash the Padres, right. what's the point of them being a, a mid, mid, middling NL West team? Right. The problem now is what Charlie Blackman and Trevor Story are still stuck in Mile High Stadium. Well, right? Trevor Story's I think eligible for free agency after this season. Right, and he is going to get the fuck out of this. Right, and they're going to have to trade him too. So look out for that. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a big deal. So fire sale on the Colorado Rockies. My next question is. What the hell does this mean for the NL Central, which looks absolutely terrible? I know. Now, now the Cardinals. You were, what's that stat you saw from Fangraphs? Yeah, Fangraphs now has the Cardinals as the favorite to win the NL Central with a four eighty five winning percentage, which is <laughs> seventy eight and eighty four St. Louis. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Number one in the Central. Yeah. Yeah, that's some Tony LaRusso bullshit right there. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Like, it seems like they should be better. They got Goldschmidt. They got 
Arenado. Yadier Molina, he's older than me. Yeah, he yeah, he is. He's um, a free agent technically. Right? Adam Wainwright, he's older than me. <laughs> you saying all the St. Louis Cardinals are older than you. Right. Not but here's good. the thing, is you know they're gonna like all get COVID again and only play about seventy five percent of their like season. So right. it makes sense if you're an old guy to go play for the Cardinals. Although it doesn't make sense if you're an old guy to go play for the Cardinals because you'll probably get COVID. Right. Yeah, NL Central champion, the 62-win St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. 62 and 62. That's their record for the... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, every other team in the NL Central is going to be trash. I was trying to take a poll of this on Twitter. A lot of folks who follow us on Twitter went with the Brewers. Huh. Uh, which I, I like, I respect that, but I don't know. I mean, the Cubs, the Cubs are selling. The Pirates are going to be absolutely terrible. I'm uh, pretty sure that the Pirates don't have any starting pitchers at all. Right, which means that they don't have any starting pitchers who are older than you, which means you can start for the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's true. I could probably go get a job as a starting pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Which would be sweet. <clears throat> it would be. I'd throw my arm out in the first inning of the first game. But here's the thing. I would be starting on opening day. <laughs> You're pretty tall. You could be the pitcher. You're pretty short. You could be their second baseman, probably. I'd be, I could be their second baseman. <laughs> oh, what did the Pittsburgh Pirates do to deserve us shitting on them right now? Nothing. They're not even in the headlines. <laughs> um, all right. So, so this doesn't change much except what makes the Cardinals way better in their division. Also, who knew Woody Page was still alive? <clears throat> he's not that old, is he? I know, but he's got a face like someone who's drinking himself towards the grave. Yeah, and I think he likes those cigars, too. Yeah. I like Woody Page. He dunked on us on Twitter one time. No, we dunked on him. That's true. Yeah, yeah. we dunked on him. We dunked him good. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, should we move on? What, did we forget anything about that? I mean... NL Central is going to be bad. Like what I got Cardinals... Brewers, Cubs, Pirates. Is there anyone else in that division? Did you say Padres? No, Pirates. The Reds. The Reds. Oh, and the Reds. No, Pirates. Reds will be in third place. Third place? Yeah, maybe yeah. ahead of the Cubs, because the Cubs are selling everybody. Yeah, but... it's going to be... <clears throat> Wait. And the, the Reds did sign Sean Doolittle also, so... I don't right. know. The Reds will have somebody on their team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cardinals, Brewers, Reds, Cubs, Pirates. That's Cardinals. how. I could think, yeah, I like that. I agree with that. Uh, but, like, the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs barely 500. And they're going to, like, go to the NLCS. It's going to suck. Yeah. They're going to get hot at the wrong time. <laughs> well, they're just going to have so much more rest going into the playoffs. 
Because of COVID. Because of COVID. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, let's get on to the good stuff here. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll keep you posted about that. Especially, you know, we got, what, a few more weeks. We have about two weeks till pitchers and catchers report. Spring training is going to get going. COVID or no COVID. And uh, I, I think there's going to still be some developments on this front. Yeah. Um, moving on, let's talk about the world of high finance. Uh, New York Mets owner, multi-billionaire, and hedge fund manager Steve Cohen has shut down his Twitter account last week, citing unspecified threats that he and his family had received. This came after Cohen's hedge fund, Point Seventy Two had to pump $1.5 billion into the Melvin Capital Fund, which was under risk of going bankrupt after traders on the Reddit board Wall Street bets, coordinated by millions of shares of GameStop stocks, which Melvin Capital had shorted or bet against. There's so much going on here. But Sam, here's my question for you. Do you think that Steve Cohen is more upset about losing a billion dollars or losing his Twitter account? Probably a billion dollars. <clears throat> like, uh, I think, I mean, that, you know... That's chunk change for him. Go yeah, I, I don't think that that's true, though. Like, that's a lot of money. And he, I'm like, to anyone who's not the U.S. government, one billion dollars is a lot... Or, you know, because it's not like... Steve Cohen's not Jeff Bezos, you know what I mean? Like, he's not Elon Musk. He's not one of these guys who's, like, rocketing towards a billion dollars of personal wealth. He's a billionaire. He's gotten, like, what, $3 billion, something like that? Uh, he's worth $14.5 billion. Okay, that's a lot of money. Um, but, but Jeff Bezos is worth $180 billion. Right. Like, I'm a, a closer to, like... Me and Steve Cohen are closer together in wealth than Steve Cohen and Jeff Bezos by like a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't think that's true, but keep going. Definitely true. It, it depends how you measure it. Like not in terms of like magnitude, but in terms of just dollar amounts, yeah. Yeah. Oh by a lot. Yeah. Um Unless you're like are you worth like a hundred million dollars? <laughs> No. In which case, why the fuck are we doing this podcast? <laughs> right. No, the real question is, if I had $100 million, like, why haven't I sprung for somebody to, like, edit this podcast? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, wait, what's the question? What? <laughs> <laughs> No, the question is, how much is Steve Cohen missing his Twitter account? Right. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I think is really interesting. It's like, the, what I want to know is, how is this massive loss going to, um, you know, going to impact his ability to spend money on the Mets? And I know that, like, he says that it won't, but <clears throat> you lose... Like, one-tenth of all of your money. Like, right. if I lost one-tenth of all of my money, I would, like, stop taking taxis. You know what I mean? That happened in, like, the course of a day. Like, that's a terrifying sort of thing. And also, like, 
people in finance, like their money is like not, it's not like he has $14 billion in a safe somewhere. It's like, this is, right, exactly. This is like theoretical money that we're talking about. And, you know, what does, even if like his company lost one and a half billion dollars, which is a ridiculous amount of money, like what does that do to the value of his company? Just like above and beyond, you know, this is a hedge fund, which like, relies on people investing their money like its value relies on other people's money and if right. you know if somebody you see somebody lose one and a half billion dollars like what are you you know if you're a millionaire are you likely to like invest your money with these people probably not you know mm-hmm. so well, right. and you mentioned this already like steve cohen has said look, I've separated my finances from the finances of the New York Mets, which may or may not be true. He right. says it, right? So he yeah. said over and over again, look, me personally put, pumping this money into the, uh, into the hedge fund and then the capital investment firm is not going to affect my management of the New York Mets. You can believe him or not. That's what he said. Right, I, I, I've got no standing to disagree or agree with him. Right, but like what I mean, he would never say anything else. Right. Well, but the irony, in my opinion, about this is that the folks who started coming at him on Twitter dot com were like irate Mets fans first, right? right? Who were, who were yelling at him about his financial mismanagement, and he was like, "Look, I'm just trying to." Like, he, he was trying to tell them this will not affect his management of the New York Mets, which I don't actually care about. Right. The other thing that happened on Twitter.com was he got into a fight with Barstool. Right. <laughs> which, like, fuck Barstool. Yeah, those guys but, are the worst. But, but like... In a monkey knife fight between Barstool and Steve Cohen, I am, you know, the the captain, the Simpsons captain. What the hell is his name? Um, no, I'm putting money down and laughing at that monkey knife fight. Right. Um, and they were attacking him about his hedge fund. Like, they were supporting the Reddit bros. That's right. the other fucked up thing, is that you've got the Reddit bros, who are not good people, driving Steve Cohen's... Steve Cohen, not a good person, driving his company to the point of bankruptcy, and then the Barstool guys, also not good people, right. jumping on Steve Cohen about that. So it's like... Well, I also... Hold on. Like, the Reddit bros, there were, like, what, two million people who were part of this? You can't say that they're all bad people. Like, that's two million people. Yeah, no, I was talking about, like, the general community of Reddit.com that's interested in Wall Street investments. Right. And possibly, like, the handful of ringleaders who might actually get rich off of this. I think a lot of people got rich off it. I don't know about rich. I I don't know. I think that's TVD, honestly. 
Uh, I know someone who got $15,000 out of it. You do? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Give that person my congratulations. <laughs> I am proud of them. Uh, <laughs> that is awesome, actually. <laughs> Right, and that's not uh, rich, but like, you know, if you put in, you know, if you, whatever that is, a thousand dollars and turn yeah. it into fifteen thousand dollars, that's pretty good. Not for Steve <laughs> Cohen. That's like Steve Cohen, like, throws that money down his toilet when he takes a dump just so right. that his shit will have spending money in the poop afterlife or whatever he believes. Right, and then Jeff Bezos invests in that dump that Steve Cohen just took because Jeff Bezos has too much money that he cannot invest it quickly enough. Right. Yeah. Um, here, right. my last thing I want to say about satellites. That's how much money he has. <laughs> satellites, right. The last, like, the last thing I wanted to say about this, and, and then we can come back to it, but... I don't like the whole Steve Cohen is your buddy on Twitter persona that he was trying to cultivate. Right. Because he's not your buddy. Right. Like, yes, he's a better manage, uh, owner of the New York Mets in terms of business acumen than the fucking Wilpon family. Apparently not, though. Apparently, right. Right. We haven't talked yet about the sexual harassment issue. <laughs> well, no, there's that, but also it's like this is the same, like, you know, he like tanked all of his money, same as the Wilpons did in the Ponzi yeah. scheme. In the Ponzi scheme. We have episodes, ladies and gentlemen, check out our episodes on the Wilpons. We had one episode about Steve Cohen. I got to do another one once I get my act together. You know, I was trying to tell people on Twitter about his lawyer who got arrested in Costa Rica in 2004. People don't believe me, but that did happen. (sighs) (laughs) Take a breath, Jill. It's all going to be okay. (laughs) One thought I was having the other day, Sam was how many terrible white men have come out of the borough of Queens recently. Right. Steve Cohen, Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump. There was another guy, like, that guy's in Queens, too. All these fuckers are, like, all these assholes were, like, hanging out together in the 60s in Queens together. Right. Yeah. Doing blow and... (laughs) Doing a lot of blow. Yep, and now they have all of their money in Stanford, Connecticut, because it's basically a tax shelter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's where the Deutsche Bank is. That's Donald Trump's whole, like, guy. That's where Steve Cohen's offices are, right, in Connecticut? Yeah. Hmm. Do we need to open up an office in Stanford, Connecticut? Yeah, because that's also where the WWE is. Right. Vince McMahon. I bet he's from Queens, too. He looks like a Queens guy. That guy's definitely from Queens. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think... I mean, probably nothing is going to come of this. I mean, Cohen is wealthy enough to shrug this off. 
he's going to maintain control of the Mets. I, I personally, I don't think it's going to affect the management of the Mets. I, I don't know if you agree on that. I, I don't see how you lose your wealth is literally decimated, right? And well, well. Yes and no, because, yes, you're right, it's like almost 10% of his personal value, but then he's still worth $13 billion. Right, but I just don't see how you take a hit like that Uh and then just, you don't shrug it off, like... Right. You know, these people, like, money is a big deal to these people. Right, kind of the only deal. It's the only deal. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I don't see how you don't your spending isn't impacted by losing one and a half billion dollars. Yeah. Well, uh, so like, go Nationals. Maybe they're going to win the NL East then. No, Braves. High and Wait. tight. High and tight I'm, podcast. High and tight podcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, I mean, we're going to come back to this. There's a lot more to say about Steve Cohen. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know, like, he he has pled, like, through his company. He's never personally pled guilty, but through his companies, he has pled guilty to insider trading and securities fraud. So, like, the, the law is not a line that Steve Cohen respects or cares about. Right. I, just, I need to say that because folks were like, well, he didn't do anything illegal. Like, he doesn't give a shit if he did it. He, you're right. In this situation, he did not do anything illegal. But he doesn't give a shit about that. Right. Um, like, he's got... It, this is why it took him so long to get an ownership stake in Major League Baseball. And a, a system that's already filled with criminals, like, they were like, oh, I don't know about this Cohen guy. He's kind of shady. Um. But I don't know. He's from Queens. So there you go. Right. <laughs> so, you know, he'll be president at some point. Right. Because if there's one thing you know about fucking dirtbags from Queens is that they could probably just be a president. Right. You just got to know the right people, the Roger Stones of the world. Right. But also, like, he's a real billionaire, unlike Donald right. Trump. So. Right. And he's a real billionaire compared to the other owners. Right. But he is probably the wealthiest MLB owner. You'll have to fact check me on that one. I believe he is. Yeah, or he was at least. Yeah, yeah. Which is another reason why they were so uh, hesitant to take him on because they were worried he was going to drive up player values. Right. Anyway... Socialized Major League Baseball sees the means of production. Uh, the People's Republic of the Chicago White Sox. Let's go. Right. Must crush capitalism. Must, must crush capitalism. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Ump. Ostensibly a baseball podcast. We got mm, 17 days by my count until pitchers and catchers report. Woo! That's coming up April 1st. Still... Tentatively, the date for opening day. So less than two months. Less than two months of no baseball. Although there is baseball. 
Dominican Republic's up two games to none on Puerto Rico right now in the Caribbean League. If you want to watch your boy Cano Robinson hit dingers, I recommend it. Robinson Cano. What the hell was I saying? Robinson Cano. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for Sam, my name is Joel. This has been Dump on the Ump. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Hey, first crush capitalism. Burr.